0: Ready?
1: Hello and welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, a video game music podcast. This is episode 24-2 and we're your hosts. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernell. And every week we listen to great video game music from all consoles and all generations. We pick a topic and we dive into it, except that I had my schedule completely screwed up and ruined um, for August, and I wrote everything on the calendar wrong, <laughs> and um, even though we have a list of fun topics, I, I we had to go outside of the box, and we're going a little wild card uh, uh, this week, but which
0: is admittedly a little convenient because we're also going to go wild card for the Patreon. So yeah,
1: so I think that's I think that's fine. So I did have a theme with mine because I stuck with a specific, I ended up I ended up zeroing in on something that I really liked. Oh, that's cool. So, I hope I hope that's cool with you in the I'm listeners. just curious
0: about what the surprise theme is going to be. Maybe I can guess it by the end of it.
1: I think you will. I think I hope you will. I hope you do. Um, going to be
0: like blues clues. Like you <laughs> subtly hint at different things like, "Wait a minute. Is this a pasta pastroni?" All
1: right, let's stop the podcast. Now, do you know what Rob's clue is? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> place of random (laughs) jig everybody wants to guess Robert's clue you know what's the
2: word
1: what's the word blue so I got to the beach um, last uh, this past Monday and it was everything I wanted it was wonderful I got so much sun I made myself sick it was perfect I swam in the waves for hours it was it was all I wanted but driving home um, we drove by a bunch of fun beach attraction type stuff that we normally like to do which is mini golf we love the miniature golfing and don't feel like it's safe to make stops on the way home and that we didn't need to.
0: Oh, it so, wasn't a golf spot at the beach. It was actually like on the, on the route to or from.
1: Yeah, there's a couple like really good ones that are huge that are like themed and they're indoor-outdoor with like waterfalls, all sorts of fun stuff. Um, the Delaware beaches are awesome. So if you've ever been to Delaware, you know. If you haven't, come to Delaware when it's safe. Anyway, exactly. That's the key. What it's safe. Anyway, so I you know what I want to do now. I want to make like a little mini golf course in the backyard. Oh, I'm, that'd be cool. I'm a about space. Like, I, I just like maybe it's like a little like a, like a little thing. I, we can just kind of like, like just put astroturf down and like put little obstacles and you come over and we could just play mini golf. That'd be kind of fun, right?
0: You could even like, for the purpose of your space predicament, you could make one just massive zone, multiple holes there, and you cap all the holes until you're actually playing (laughs) that specific one, (laughs) Then you take the cap off, and then you just put a bunch of obstacles out on the course that correspond with the hole in the starting point. I
1: think that's a pretty good idea. I mean, some people have like a cornhole in their backyard all the time. Some people have fire pits. We'll have mini golf.
0: Some people have fire corn.
1: Fire corn. No, we have we have corn stalks. We've we've eaten all of our corn, and now I'm waiting for them to dry out so that we can use them as Halloween decorations.
0: Oh no, the corn!
1: Um, That'd be pretty cool. the The the, the melons are growing pretty well. My cucumbers have just exploded. I'm getting so many cucumbers. Um, Although one was really eaten this morning, it was like huge. Like you could see like this giant like (laughs) like bite. Like right out the center of it. It was really funny. I'm like, I think a bunny, a couple bunnies were working on that thing.
2: So.
0: See, I think it's funny. Like this was like one of those weird weeks where like mm-hmm. you had the crazy cool experience, and I'm like, I had the crazy no experience. <laughs> and uh, but well, at the end of the day, we both met back at the center.
1: Yeah, we're we're coming back. We're back. We're back here. That's <laughs> right. That's right. Um. Oh yeah, we had our um. We had the work in our house done. So that 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 was done in a couple days. I'm really pleased that's finished. Yeah.
0: All his floors replaced.
1: All the floors are replaced. They needed to get hired done.
0: lumberjack. None of which were Dexter. <laughs>
1: Although they're coming back tomorrow because we you noticed know, some issues and they might have to like patch in a couple spots just to be, uh, or just tell me that like, Hey, it's supposed to be like that. I don't think it's supposed to be like that. Anyway, that's fine. We'll your th- head, sir. Let me tell you though, they're coming at like eight in the morning, which, which is fine.
0: By the way, did you get the insurance for two years? No, No. Yeah, it's supposed to be like that. <laughs> no, we know. I think
1: it's good for a year and we got like extra wood in the garage. Um, so that's cool. Um, have you gotten any more uh, exercise in?
0: uh yeah i went yesterday but due to the job it's harder for me to get there because it's a combination of things the job keeps me well it's not that keeps me later though sometimes it kind of does but in addition to being stuck at work later the gym also shifted its hours on account of covid so it closes one hour earlier which for a lot of people probably isn't a big deal because everybody but me is an early bird i on the other hand needed that extra hour to show up at yeah. So, since I can't do that anymore, I'm always cutting it closer, Mm-mm. not making it at all, which sucks. Um, but uh, I do, you know, I still try to do stuff when I can. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy gave me, like a, he, I feel like he was joking or teasing me just because he was like, I work here. But he was like, Oh, you still look, you're looking pretty thin, man. I was like, I gained weight since February. What are you talking about? He's like, You still look thin. I was like, Well, maybe. I don't know. I don't personally feel that way, mm-hmm. but. Just, the body is weird and I also feel like I haven't my gains suck. Like uh yeah. I don't have any real pecs. I'm still pushing like thirty per arm when I want to be up to like fifty or something. As and a, a my legs aren't
1: on a bench like bench press?
0: Like curls and stuff. Bench oh. pressing I haven't done in a while. I still wonder how well I could do with that. You gotta remember,
1: I'm, like like uh, uh biceps aren't are not large muscles. Like you gotta it takes a while to really develop those. Like I can only do thirties and that and barely sometimes.
0: I know, like when I, like pre COVID, when I was going to the gym, I think I started hitting 150 or so, 160 on the bench before I on stopped. The bench, yeah, yeah. Which, keeping in mind, for those who are like, oh, um, I started at like 90, <laughs> so That's- like I made some decent progress. Yeah, you,
1: you can get that, especially with the bench. Like you know, um, men have really have. Yeah, our our upper bodies are just like built to to do a lot of that stuff for the most part. Generally speaking, very generally speaking. <laughs> and uh,
0: I'll I'll say honestly, like after uh, after Saturday, like I've been more inclined to like want to do more stuff. Like mm-hmm. that that fire was lit where I was like, you gotta be buff, you gotta be sturdier than you were because you don't know, you never know. So like, even when I I built a freaking... like that night. After that whole thing happened, I actually built uh, uh, like a pull-up bar to hang over my door. Now what? I'm trying to do pull-ups in the house. Nice. And all this stuff. Yeah, I, I was um,
1: I was out running uh, last weekend, and I haven't done pull-ups since March because I haven't wanted to touch the uh, the bar in the park. Mm-hmm. And I thought this time I'm just going to do it. So I got down there, and there was a guy there too, and I was like, I was just waiting for him to be finished, and like at my best, my absolute best, I was able to do 20. And that was like ten years ago, and then maybe two years ago or a year ago at my best was like ten, and I was pretty proud of myself. It's been a while, and I can do like six or seven in a row. I think I got seven. But the guy was doing, um, he would he would pull up and then swing his legs over it and like do like a flippy flip around the bar. A flippy flip. Yeah, and then and, and then he pushed down and like did a dip on the bar, so he was on top of it. And a I was dip, like dippy dip. And I was like, dude, that's that dippy dip and the flippy flip is really cool. And he's like, here, I'll show you how to do it. And so I kept trying to do it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I love how he's probably like, it's so easy. Look, you just take one arm and then throw your body He's like, really, it's just a trick.
1: I saw you doing a whole bunch just now. I mean, like, so you're ahead of me already. So it's just a trick. You just got to swing your body weight around. And I'm like, damn.
0: From side to side. Come on, it's time to do do the dippy dip.
1: I said, no. I said, I don't know if I can do this. But I got pretty, I got close. I got close and I thought I was going to fall on my head. (laughs) So I was upside down. (laughs)
0: Oh, we should also acknowledge... Oh, wait, I, I, I was going to say, we should acknowledge that we got that letter from like a listener too recently. Yeah,
1: the, okay, there's two things that I do want to mention. I'm, I'm going to pull it up uh, real quick. Um, we have a listener from Germany and he sent us a really nice email in the past about uh, listening to our show while training for a marathon. And um, he sent us a, another really, really nice uh, message where he was listening to our last episode 24-1 uh, while running. Pumping up.
0: Keep in mind the theme of the episode was, was Pump up, up the jazz. It's
1: getting pumped. Getting pumped, and the um, he sent us a photo from on top of a mountain he was on. Um, I'm trying to find the name of it. I
0: thought it was like called like Hom, like it started it was like H A homstead or something like that.
1: Yeah, that sounds right. I can't my my scanning ability with my eyes is not working. Um, <laughs> it was Hideki Naganuma. No, No, it was, no, it was no. not. Anyway, that's fine. Anyway, thank you so much for the email. It's really cool to see stuff like that. Um, and I'm glad that we're we're uh you know what's the word? You know what I'm talking about? Like we're we're encouraging him. I'm glad <laughs> I'm we're glad, encouraging you. <laughs>
0: I'm glad that we're you know, macrameing you <laughs> for No. No, but yeah, I, I honestly agree with it. And I feel like it's doubly the fact that like it goes both ways too. Like um we are Doing, We are doing what we can to hopefully provide some positivity in your day and motivation or encouragement in your endeavors. And honestly, whatever we hear from people, whenever we see people talking in our chat groups, um, even if we might not particularly respond all the time, we see people talking, and it's awesome. Yeah, it's um, really, really great. Whenever we see those things, those communications, it feels good. It's like this is a little like... This is like a social group that we've all cultivated together. Yeah. And it's nice to see everybody engaging and just supporting each other. It's It's legit.
1: It is a group. It's not a club. It's just a nice little group. Oh, it is Harburg. It was a Harburg, Germany. I was Uh, close to see Bam! Yeah, really close. That was was cool. So anyway, thank you so much for the email. Um, One last thing is I want to mention on our website, there's a link for merchandise. Click that link and you'll see uh, different t-shirt designs that we have up there. Um, one of them is for lobster racing, which I'm, I'm I think is hilarious. And uh, so, if you want to support the show, you want to support us, you know, go check that out. I think we're gonna have um, some some, some and I modeling the shirts on the on the uh, on the website and on Facebook. Time. Uh, I even soon. also
0: end up throwing a little bit of money on my own. Out uh, a friend of mine is in the arts and entertainment industry. And she's like, look, basically, she's trying to earn some extra cash because, as you can guess, a lot of artists and stuff are kind of out of work right now. Mm-hmm. So she put in a request, like, anybody want to buy a mask or something for me? I can make you a mask. I was like, oh, yeah, I do. So she's making me a Rhythm and Pixels mask. Awesome. And, and I'm going to flaunt that bad boy.
1: No, oh, I love it. I love it. Glorious. Yeah. Yeah, masks are good. Are, are now, like, you can make statements with them. Are, you can make them fashionable. You can um, put stats on them. You put your stats on them. I like that. Um. So yeah. So that that. So so go check that out. I'm I'm glad. You know. Support your your artists, your local artists, your friends who are doing art. Um, yes. Everyone is really really kind of struggling right now. So. Um, that's may- an
0: and remember on the house, from yeah, Robin uh, Purdue.
1: Definitely. All right. So let's get started. This is a wild card episode. I'm calling it. Uh, is this wild card four? It might be five or six. I'm calling it wild carding for life. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like was it? That be no. That's bad boys three. Yeah, Bad Boys 3, 4, I don't know. It, remember the, fa- the Fate and the Fury, so which is the, the Fast 8. There's There's, the too many There's a things. lot of them. I, have, I haven't watched a bunch of them, but they're supposed to be really fun. Anyway, my first track, Pranel, is from the Sega CD. It is from Advanced Dungeons & Dragons, The Eye of the Beholder. Mm-hmm. I don't know any of the track names, so this is an unknown track. Um, and in fact, I, I went through um, a long play on YouTube, and I couldn't find the track anywhere through the long play. So this might be a hidden track. But the composer for Advanced Dungeons and Dragons on the Sega CD is Yusō Koshiro. Oh yeah. So it's it's interesting. <laughs> Oh, that was not Streets of Rage. That was Advanced Dungeons & Dragons, Eye of the Beholder, for the Sega CD, composed by Yusou Koshiro. And this is an unknown... I, I, it's not an unknown track, like a hidden track. It's just I don't know... I don't know what the track is. I think it's gameplay. So... There there it might be
0: wise a hidden track when you think about it. He composed this track. They were probably like, nah, this isn't appropriate for the game atmosphere. But we'll put it on the...
1: No, no, yesterday. no. They're all like, like the stage one... Like actually, the main music that plays for all the stages that I watched online sounds like this. It's all techno. It's all techno and drum and bass. It sounds like Streets of Rage in a Dungeons and Dragons game, which is which is really interesting. So um, there, this came out on DOS and like and um, the PC ninety eight, and there was different composers for all of the versions of the game that came out. But the PC-98 in this version was Yusaku Koshiro, and it is funky. It is really cool, and it actually really fits the game really well. Um, it's like one of those like fake like first-person games where you have like the buttons to go left, right, turn left and right and go forward, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, like, yeah, you know, uh, those stages in um, Shimagami Tensei.
0: Oh the, oh, the dungeon, the wandering dungeon, the wandering the dungeon, dungeon areas.
1: Yeah, so it's like really easy to get lost. But um, yeah, it's a lot. It's 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 like that all the way through. But it's really it's really in d- it's really deep gameplay, like a, like a character stats and stuff like that. But this kind of music plays through the whole thing. It's so cool.
0: And it's funny you said it. This actually sounds like it could be in an SMT game too, not Persona, but traditional SMT game. It like does. Some of the older ones. Yeah,
1: you're right. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of, kind of, it's dark and funky. It's got mm-hmm. it's got some of my favorite uh, uh Shin Tensei um uh, aspects to it you know so anyway. i'm
0: personally a fan of this good pick thank you and this is a good track to select for a wild card episode because he says like i don't have the track name yeah uh, <laughs> I, I, it sounds cool but you know save it for a wild card here it is
1: yeah exactly like i just i knew there was some interesting stuff um i wanted to explore and this was one of them and i' I'm, I'm, and i was listening to that work today and i'm like man this is good oh, yeah i was on hold with verizon for about an hour and a half. And then I had to work Jeez. with the guy for another hour on the phone. So for an hour and a half, I wasn't listening to hold music. I was listening to the soundtrack.
0: <laughs> Honestly, you may have better for that. Yeah. The like, guy comes back like hello, Mr. Mr. Robert. Robert, sir.
1: I'm, like, I'm about to put you on hold and listen to the rest of this jam. Thank you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hold on, sir. And the, and the guy on the other end is probably like, good, I'll take the break. Go listen to your music. Yeah.
1: Um, all right, so yeah, this is Eye of the Beholder. Advanced Advanced Dungeons and Dragons with Yusuke Shirou. So, what's your first pick?
0: So, my first pick is a track from a game. Well, it's not a game. The game is itself, I play a lot, but this track has been one that I kind of listen to off and on lately when I feel like I need a little bit of a pick me up, smile time theater. And uh, figured on the wild card, this would be a good time to use it. Mm. So, this track is featured in the DJ Max series. Um, oh. The most recent game, DJ Max Respect, has it in it as well. Um, is called "Over Your Dream," and it's sung or performed by a group. I think it's a group specifically for the that brand, like the DJ Max game. It's like, called like the, house, XX, like the it's house, like band. house band. Yeah, 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 something like that. And it's XXDBXX. So I don't know how you pronounce it.
1: <laughs> I'm just gonna say the letters. Yeah, I, I just on. typed it out, and it looks like uh, a screen name that you would see playing Xbox 360.
0: Pretty much, <laughs> and the funny part is, the first time I typed it in, I got the D and the B backwards. There's someone else that goes by that. Don't what? Google it though. Uh, but I don't. Um, oh, but
1: it's not music though.
0: Uh, it is music, but it's. I don't know what else is there. I stopped at the music, and it wasn't wholesome music. Oh,
1: okay, I think so. I see a live version on YouTube too. That's pretty cool. Uh, all right, all right, let's listen.
0: Welcome back. You're listening to Over Your Dream from the DJ Max series, performed and sung by XXDBXX, whatever that stands for. <laughs> now, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to wager that a lot of you were listening to that and were like, I kind of understand what she's saying, but I also kind of can't. Yeah. And that's okay, because I'm the same way. I'm still the same way, and I've heard this song like a 100 times. But it doesn't matter. It's uh, it's it's a certain energy. It's like when I always say people tell to people that when you listen to music that's from other countries and different languages, and people will say, "How can you enjoy that? You have no idea what they're saying. And I'm like, you don't necessarily have to because sometimes there's just a certain energy that comes out of what they're saying that conveys the feeling that I would assume they want you to want you to take. Now keep in mind, someone can totally troll you and sing a poppy song about some horrible stuff and you might not know. But at the same time, I would wager if that were the case, people who were fluent in the language might not mm-hmm. take Sokali to it, thereby not being such a hit. Okay, so,
1: so um, this is uh, Korea's composer, or a Korean, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm reading a, tra- a Google translated page. So uh, is a Korean composer for the series of Easy to DJ in the DJ Max series, his name is Jinwoo Nam.
0: Oh, good fine. Yeah. Good fine. I guess that the whole XX thing is just like their uh, maybe it's just their name in the game because you know a lot of times these guys will have names specifically for the games they might compose like multiple they might portray multiple artists in the game but it's one person or two people it looks
1: like this one only came out in the DJ Max trilogy and I think they've worked together as a band so it might be I don't know I'm I'm thinking it's still the composer's Xbox 360 name and <laughs> this is what he used to play halo i don't know
0: <laughs> like they, they definitely use the track in some other stuff because yeah. like when you get to like some of these later games they like to pull stuff from older games and reuse it like dj max respect was kind of released as a sort of we're not dead yet the franchise is still kicking yeah and this is an homage to the franchise plus some new stuff so it has like 200 300 tracks in it or something once you buy the dlc so it's like it's very reasonable to think that they probably this is probably like a revival track, and for good reason mm-hmm. because holy cow is fantastic. I love it to death. Again, I don't understand what she's saying, no. but it makes me feel extremely good inside. And that part when like it, when it, when the shit when it shifts like doom doom like it's like an energy it kicks yeah. in. The energy push kicks in. It's just it's wonderful. So of course the first time I heard it in the game. I would scroll past it, hear the preview, like, I don't want to play this. Really? This sounds, play like, this. Your, this
1: sounds like yours, like, all the way.
0: Yeah, but at the time, I was thinking maybe I was looking for some stuff that was more like a, the, the weird, like, class core, or like, mm-hmm. weird, some of the, like, the harder genres that they yeah. have in the game. And then one day, I was like, you know, I'm going to pick this, see what it sounds like, see if it's okay. And, of course, I then proceeded to play it, like, seven more times in a row mm-hmm. because I was like, this is really good. Now I got to get a perfect score on low difficulty and then fumble through the harder difficulties and then, of course, never beat it on the hardest difficulty. But I was in love with it. So, again, perfect excuse to break it out for a wild card episode. Because I honestly have no idea what theme topic I would have chosen this track for. So, ew.
1: <laughs> well, I have something else for you for now. This is from the game Final Fight CD Ooh. for the Sega CD. And this is the track called Subway Beginning in Uptown Penthouse Indoors.
0: Waiting for you to tell me. Composed by Tempe Sato. Like what?
1: No, no. It's a Tease Music. So oh, I, I, I forget who's included in that that group. I know Ed Wilson and all like all these other like really Ed Wilsons and Tease Music. Yes. Can you believe it? I had no idea. Mystery solved. <laughs> it's Ed. It's Ed from the VG Embassy Wilson. <laughs> That's his middle name. <laughs> no, anyway, this is from Final Fight CD for the Mega for the Sega Mega CD.
0: By Ed T. Wilson's but, music.
1: But Ed T. Wilson's music. <laughs> So that was the Subway Beginning in Uptown Penthouse Indoors track from the game Final Fight CD for the Sega Mega CD, composed by Junko Tamiya and arranged by T's Music. Pretty that yeah. was fantastic, that by good? the way.
0: Oh. Like, the moment it started, I was like, yep, this is definitely the Subway theme from Final Fight, but... They made, they put quite a tease music spin on it. Like it definitely sounded yeah. like it came out of their offices.
1: Yeah, it definitely wasn't like the hard rock style. It was definitely more of like that 80s rock. Like It reminded me of a Hungry Like the Wolf, you know? The, the, oh, pretty but pretty in the subway. Pretty, yeah. Oh, man, so good. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't have anything else other than this except for it was arranged by Ed Wilson but composed by Junko Tamiya. So I don't know <laughs> how... I mean, Ed, Ed must have been like... Three, four years old in this game no he's older than us right so the guy's was,
0: a the guy's a prodigy though
1: yeah he must have been like 17 or 18 right
0: oh stop it
1: <laughs> but I'm kidding but I'm kidding but not really
0: yeah he's kidding about the age but we're not kidding that <laughs> it was all about this he put at work and baby
1: um, actually I have a pretty good uh, um, I have a pretty good piece of um, credits here that I can work off of to find the uh, actual arrangers arrangers for this track so but i'll have hear
0: rangers now i'm just it's like red arrangers blue <laughs> arrangers
1: by the pink ranger this was arranged by the pink ranger and ed wilson unbelievable power duo um mm-hmm. uh ed wilson plays the guitar uh the pink ranger plays the bass obviously so it's shaped like a bow somehow yeah you ask questions uh, yeah and she pulls out her dagger and it turns into a flute <laughs> there it is <laughs> it's pretty the simple pink i mean it's just all it writes itself for now you know
0: Dual purpose instruments are the wave of the future. Yeah. It's clearly shown.
1: Uh, well, I'm glad you enjoyed that one. So uh, what's your next track?
0: Well, this next one, I'm actually kind of surprised. I didn't pick it for the show. Cause I could have sworn I did, but I like when I means I didn't cause it's either. I either I'm featuring it now or it's just going to get two times dippled because it's awesome. All right. This comes from the game PolyRoll, Um, and the title of the track is the Parcheesi temple. Um, and it was, composed by Andrew Riley. You are listening to the Par Cheesy Temple theme from the game Polyroll, released on the Switch and Steam, and composed by Andrew Riley. So, this game was definitely designed with an inspiration of Sonic the Hedgehog in mind. And the song, and the reason why I picked it, because I like the song for one, and two, it gives me a lot of Rystar vibes when I listen to it. Especially with the go! Oh, okay, go. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, yeah, the rhythm is very star too, yeah.
0: Like, honestly, the OST is like, it goes on both ends, but it's like there's some tracks that are rather miss, and there's some tracks that are pretty hit. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally think like this is one of the hit tracks, and I love that since I do to do a lot of the reviews for SML, one of the positive benefits to doing those is that I end up getting exposed to a lot of games that I probably wouldn't have purchased if I didn't get a chance to try them first through the review scoop. And they're also getting games that would likely have fallen under my radar. I, see, I think that's more likely what it would have been. Mm-hmm. In yeah, this yeah. Case. It, it would just, have fallen under my radar. Because um, again, like, I never heard up. of Polyroll until that review option came. I was like, yeah, I'll do this. And I've been enjoying the game. And I got to hear this cool OST that I would have never heard otherwise. So, of course, it's a good opportunity to share on the show if I come across it. it gives these guys more exposure. And oh, I, looks I learned really about Dominic cu- Menmark too.
1: Yeah, it looks really cute. It does definitely has like an old school like sixteen bit platformer vibe to it. Very Sonic uh, in yep. the way he's moving around and fighting bosses. But He even uh,
0: gets like variety different she- like themed shields like Sonic too. Oh cool.
1: Um a
0: magnet shield and a fire
1: definitely shield. Definitely more vertical and more more reasons to, to platform than just to just try to run through the stage. So that's really fascinating. I think that's really cool. Um, but I, the song, the song is very strange to me. It, it's, it's it's almost um, dissonant in the in like the first opening sections where it's kind of off key a little bit. But then it kind of rolls back around. Um, I don't know if that was intentional, or or if it was. Is this stage like really um, like bonkers? Is it like kind of dreamlike?
0: Not even so much. Like if you play, if you remember the levels in Ristar, uh I want to say like. It's resemblant. It resembles a bit of the Music Land area that you go to, the first area though, not the second. Mm -hmm. Um, So, it's not quite crazy, but there are like different elements where it's like a lot of hopping, like like spring-loaded stuff to launch you upwards Mm -hmm. and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. So he's like a roly-poly bug.
0: Yeah, he's like a uh, yeah, he's like a roly-poly. I think he's across like a roly-poly bug, and like an armadillo. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I've, yeah, that's what I've been thinking
1: kind of like that. He kind of rolls up with his little uh, his little armor and just sort of like runs around. That's really cool. All right, yeah, so it's,
0: it's a good it's, and it's cheap hmm. too. So like it makes it
1: accessible. as huh. Well, all right. So my last track. Oh, this is a tough pick here. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with this one. This one actually I found um, electron uh, electronic electronic boogaloo. Um, uh, suggested this one on our Discord, and I thought, why not? It sounds awesome. This is from the game Android Assault for the Sega CD. Do you see what I'm doing here for now?
0: I was like, I was like, Did you mean Assault Android Cactus? I'm like, wait a minute, this is a different <laughs> game with the, a very similar title.
1: The Android Assault for the Sega CD. This is the track called Ganymede, and this is composed by Nobuhiro Makino.
0: That's definitely a
1: yeah. Oh, maybe you pump your fist in the air and you go, yeah. Free spring. That was Ganymede from the game Android Assault for the Sega Mega CD. And that was composed by Nobuhiro Makino. And that one was suggested by Electric Boogaloo on our discord server. So thank you, Electric Boogaloo for sending me down the Sega CD rabbit hole and picking all Sega CD tracks on today's episode.
0: <laughs> and thank you for finding, uh, A track that comes from a game called Assault Android or Android Assault, yet somehow sounds like it is like in a self-motivational video. It is. Because it is so uplifting and fun and fancy free. Yeah. It Uh probably plays while you're dismantling an entire robot factory.
1: (laughs) It's like... Employees, start today and invest in your future. Destroy all humans and replace them with androids.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the way, the right way, is the mechanical way. Souls are for suckers. Buy a metal exos- uh, Buy a metal exoskeleton today. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man, that's so funny. Um, no, it sounds like uh, it does sound like the the, the the 80s sitcom theme. You know, this could fit in with that episode with Hammock. Um, pretty easily. Um, especially since I started singing the perfect strangers theme uh, throughout the entire song. And for now I'll have to listen to it.
0: That's right. I was <laughs> fine with that. We were on that we were in that perfect <laughs> stranger's mood today.
1: I was, I was. I, I I I usually am, which is unusual. No, it's the usually am. I usually am, which well, is I mean,
0: it's the meposian way, man. Yeah. It's it's, is it meposian
1: or or mepoke? Well, Mipo-
0: the country is Meepos Mipo- So Mipo- then the question becomes what is that variant of Mipos? Meposian. Meposian? Meposian.
1: I don't I don't know. He's actually from uh, the capital Me- of Mepos, which is just called Chicago.
0: That's a lie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is a lie. They just, I am they the, stole ex- the name. They I am the, the foremost expert in the perfect strangers lexicon. I'm
1: lying. Uh-huh. <laughs> So I don't honestly,
0: know. I kind of wish I were. What was the name Perfect of this village?
1: I mean, how big? How big was Meepos?
0: I, because I don't know the name of the village. I, uh. He always just referred to Mepos. Like he may what? have mentioned the name of the village once, but he always I typically refer to him heard him say like my village, my village, not uh. my village by name. Though, admittedly, Perfect Strangers was on the air when I was like
1: okay, six. it's six. It is a Greek island, but it is, it is fictional, um, I and mean, it's in the Mediterranean Sea, which also doesn't exist. So, hey, I think there's yeah. a lot of fake things happening in this show.
0: Yeah, but uh, that's what made it great.
1: But if you can spell Bartakamus, his last name, you will win a big thumbs up from Rob Nichols.
0: And if you can spell Appleton, which was his cousin's last name, oh, you win nothing, because you, that's a very easy name to spell.
1: Right, not even in an apple. All right, Wapral, what is your last track?
0: Um, My last track comes from a game that... Is likely not very often talked about and for good reason because well, <laughs> I'm in a bad game. I just. Is it, is it, a, is it, a, it.
1: a naughty game? No, or Is no, it a no. racing game?
0: Well, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no. Uh, it's none of those it, things, but. It's but anyway. none of the above. But, I mean, maybe in some countries, but here where I played it, nope, no raciness at all. This game is called King's Knight um, on the NES. And this is the overworld theme from that game and it's composed by Nobuo Uematsu.
1: Oh, all right. Well, it's some some sexy music at least.
0: Yep, sir. <laughs> game, King's Night, for the Nintendo Entertainment System, because I apparently had to say the whole thing, composed by <laughs> Nobuo Uematsu. So, wow, you sound like you're really close all of a sudden. Because I am, I oh. just love the microphone so much. Now, um,
2: <laughs>
0: now, this track actually comes from a game that, at the time, before there was Final Fantasy, Square was still releasing games, but they weren't doing so well with what they were releasing weren't getting a whole lot of love and in some cases that was for very good reason this game is one such game in that lineup oh, might is this the precursor
1: best- is this the precursor to uh, La Mulana?
0: not even close oh, I am <laughs> thinking <laughs> not of even a close. I'm
1: thinking of a different game
0: I mean it's I mean graphically maybe I don't know but like the product itself it best be described as something equivalent like a shooter, equivalent hmm. to something like Commando. Oh. The game itself scrolls upwards on its own, right? And your character is on that screen. He's running around. And he's shooting at enemies like a shooting game. Um, he is like a character, like in an RPG, like a night class type character. But over time, you can recruit other heroes who will work as like other heroes in your party, quote unquote. But you can then switch between like, a rotation, like, using a button to rotate them, and they each fire bullets differently. Um, there's an overworld that you traverse, but if I remember correctly, sometimes you can find your way... It's either you can find your way underground by finding, like, dungeon entrances, or it's just different stages, but it's been a while, so I don't remember that. Um, the only time... The only reason I was able to ever play it was because, um... When I was a kid, my next-door neighbor didn't have a great deal of money... Um, but they wanted you to kinda of think they did. <laughs> so they would talk about these cool games they got. Dad would like bring them some games home. And he ran like a pawn shop. So he would just come across some weird random stuff that he would Oh, wild. that's would cool. Yeah, yeah. And they would bring it home and his kids were cool game <laughs> and um I also kind of hung out with them. I would go to visit sometimes. I had a crush on, like, the one kid's sister. Hmm. And so as a result, I was like, Hey, I'm a bad guy. So I was like, I was trying to, like, mesh with the family, so to speak. But at the same time, I would hang out with the with the son, and we'd play video games together. while he was trying to convince me that these games he had were awesome, this was one such game. Um, his dad found it for cheap, brought it home, said, here you go. And I was actually shocked at the time. I was like, wait a minute, this is Squaresoft. I know this company, but what the heck is this game? And the more I play, I was like, "This is not very fun, like, at all." But I kept trying to like it. Like when you, you know, like I said, I think I mentioned in previous episodes, but when you're a kid, you don't get access to like limit You don't have a limitless supply of games to play. So whenever a new one comes across your desk, mm-hmm. if you don't have a ton in the backlog to try, if this one sucks, you're going to try to force enjoyment out of it. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna there. play
1: as much as you can of King's Knight. This isn't. I was watching some long play as you were talking, and it's very interesting. It is. It is like a shooter, like a vertical shooter, except that you play like a little knight or like a little lizard man or like a little wizard, and you're just shooting. You're shooting everything. Um, Mm -hmm. You break the landscape. Yeah, you can destroy the land, which is which is for you. 1980, whatever. 1986. That's pretty cool. Um, Yeah, it
0: also kind of makes no sense. Like you're a knight. That's just like blowing up mountains. Yeah,
1: totally. Like A level one knight that's blowing up mountains. Yeah, throw throw your sword and blow up the mountains. Um, I don't know. Maybe that all all checks out to me, honestly. I think it's... uh, it's, But it's Mm -hmm. awesome that it's all all Nobuo Uematsu on the soundtrack, right? That is true. Very young Nobuo. Maybe it's
0: because he was the king's knight. That's why he had the power to destroy Uh, mountains.
1: Yeah. The king was like, I grant you the power to destroy mountains. I wish he'd grant me the power to destroy mountains. What would you use it for? There aren't any mountains around here. It'd Just be nice to have, you know, just it's for him. Keep to, in your pocket. It's nice to be thought of every once in a while, Pernell, Pernell.
0: Just, <laughs> just to have it kept in your pocket just till you just, need it.
1: Just so I need it. You might need it. it one day. All right, I'm going to turn this track all the way down, and we're going to get into the part of the show called the bonus round. Bonus round, play the game. All right, so the bonus round is where we play covers and remixes and arrangements on our theme. And my theme is Sega CD. I've been playing nothing but Sega CD music, and I'm going to keep doing that. This is an arrangement for the Sega Mega CD for of Ernest Evans, which is, oh, mo- I game. Yeah, which is Motoi Sakuraba. And I love the soundtrack on the Mega Drive, but I never heard the arranged music on the Sega CD. So this is the arranged track of Stage 1 for Ernest Evans on the Sega CD composed by and arranged by Motoi Sakuraba. Was stage one from uh, Ernest Evans? I almost said Eastern Evans, like Eastern Island. Uh, from Ernest Evans for the Sega CD, composed and arranged by Motoi e Sakuraba. What do you think of that?
0: I think it's quite
1: it fine. It's fine. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. I, I love that soundtrack. To be with, it's interesting. All, all of the, um, the, the was it Wolf Team? Um, the Wolf Team or Wolf? I team? Don't know. If I was like, you would know. <laughs> I yeah, the stop. as the the oh my god, I'm gonna look up the wolf team on the did all the Sega games. Um so Wolf Team Sakuraba san. Yeah, Wolf team. Um they did Ernest Evans, they did Elviento, um a slew of others. Um but I did not know that they also did music um on they also did ported their games to the Sega C D. So that's really cool. Um so yeah, that's that's all I wanted to say. It was Wolf Team, Matoi Sakaraba.
0: You gotta say though, and having a name like Wolf Team, yeah. that's <laughs> fire.
1: I don't know why it was called Wolf Team. I think it was because they had a game called Wolf Child. Or I hey, don't know. Wh-
0: whatever led them there, it doesn't all matter. Oh, these yeah, Wolf that's what team. it was. It,
1: they're just amazing. It's just it's just an amazing um, composer. That's right. So all of the Wolf Team games from the Sega Mega Drive had like these hand claps. Um, that were really loud or at least if they're loud on all of the emulated recordings that I hear um, and, and they're cool but they're just they, I feel like they're just too too punchy and it kind of takes away from the music so Maybe this be a
0: little bit to be a little bit more kicky instead or
1: yeah it's, more, uh, it's just it's too much punch it needs to be a little bit softer in the background you know it's part of percussion but uh, in, instead it's just like but this this song which has tons of hand claps you don't hear it's, there's no hand claps in the arranged version it's just badass guitar solos and arpeggios arpeggios per now
0: I, I was waiting i've been i was counting this whole time we took w- you it took you a good long fifty four minutes to reference arpeggios
1: right it's and it's it's a little bit better um it really reminds me of Final Fantasy x um this
0: <laughs> oh dude, well honestly <laughs> I think it's like, I'll give you that, like, Final Fantasy X, that's your jam, but it's a lot as frequently referenced for good reason. I know, but I know, I'm just joking, because I I I I'm that just game. saying, like, Arpeggio, you can literally fit that into every episode. <laughs> <laughs> Not to say you have, but you totally could. And if I went back and checked, it may well be in more episodes than it isn't. Yeah. Well,
1: I'm just saying it's just a uh, it, it's the arpeggio it's, effect.
0: It, it gets in everything. It's
1: used in the NES, and it's also it's just a it's a musical thing. You know, people use it on guitars all the time on pianos.
0: A future horror movie. It, arpeggio. Effect. Yeah.
1: There's actually a romantic comedy you can see on Netflix right now. It's called Arpeggio. It's called the Arpeggio Effect Two. Uh, uh. Uh, Notes in Love, and um, it's about two piano players, and they absolutely hate each other for about an hour and a half until they kiss at the end.
0: Oh, that sounds about like that sounds like a typical love comedy. Yeah, arpeggio. <laughs> All
1: right, so what's your uh, what's your bonus round track?
0: Well, I'm just going to say flat out that this track absolutely sounds like a game needed some assistance. They couldn't <laughs> figure out who to get for a composer team, and really? they reached out and said, "Let's get the wolf. Let's get Wolf Team in here." What? But they couldn't get Wolf Team. No. So they got Ugh. one better. What? They got Chris Baines from Chris Baines Music. Oh. Composed an original boss battle piece for a JRPG. All
1: right, let's this, listen to this. That. is
0: and what is it called? It's called Defying the Grips of Fate. Ooh. Take a listen to this masterful man at work.
1: Yeah, Chris Baines is so talented. So talented. I, I'm I'm really excited to, to play some more of his music on our show.
0: You're here. <laughs> you just enjoy what we just listened to because i sure as heck did which was defying the grips of fate an original cut from chris baines of chris baines music this was his interpretation of a jrpg boss battle yeah i feel as though he succeeded hand over fist <laughs> and i'm fine with it
1: so good it, sound, it sounds like falcom sound team wrote this track it's it so, does. it's amazing it's absolutely amazing he's If you're listening and you're working on a game or you know a producer or developer, get this man on your contacts list on your phone and call him up.
0: You're here because honestly... That'd be awesome. I I like seeing or hearing more game music cover artists compose more jams that are not... Covers like their original pieces, yeah, yeah. You like to hear that more are meant To be in games, yeah, more
1: original it. stuff like, uh, uh, yeah, that are meant to be stages, meant to be like boss fights. You know, it's just really cool.
0: And to hear this, it just screams, Put me in a game now. <laughs> so, <laughs> I know I would like to see that happen one day,
1: yeah. Well, for more information on the bonus round, go to rhythmandpixels.com. We'll have links to Chris Baines's uh, SoundCloud and Bandcamp and everywhere you can go buy his music and support him. The, the artist, Chris Baines, do it. <laughs> All right, thanks for joining us on episode 24-2 of Rhythm and Pixels, Wild Cardin' for Life. <laughs> wild Cardin' for Life. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just our free our, our free pickin', our own tracks episode. Um, you know, no theme. I just picked a bunch of Sega CD music. I picked a bunch of cool music, I suppose. And hey, you mean <laughs> suppose you know? I know. No. <laughs> no man. No, I, I liked all your tracks. I especially liked the King's Night track. I thought it was cool. And over the first one from DJ Max Respect, that was cool.
0: Love it. I'm going to probably end up playing it after this episode. <laughs> I'm recording just an experience. I should game. get
1: into that. I've been wanting to play more rhythm games that aren't with my feet, but, um, I should probably, like, try to get through as much, I, as, much as I can of CrossCode.
0: Um, Yeah, keep playing that, but also, I mean, literally, since it's a rhythm game, it wouldn't hurt if you did pick it up if that was what you're interested in because they're not meant to really be played to completion. You just play them off and on.
1: Yeah, I I mean, like that's kind of how I am with a lot of games. I'm I'm still playing a lot of Tetris Effect. Uh, I finally leveled up into Master and unlocked classic Game Boy skins on the game. I don't know. I'm just playing a lot of Tetris still. I can't wait until the, the networked Tetris comes out, which was...
0: I was about to say, you heard about that? Yeah, which
1: should have been what this game was. I mean...
0: I guess they were just trying to go for a whole Zen approach, which yeah. implied that you'd be playing it alone.
1: I know, but then um, uh, the, the Tetris Battle Royale came out, and like, everyone was in love with that, and and that's just the yeah, way you we, do it. We left money on the
0: table. We gotta yeah.
1: do this again. <laughs> totally. I mean, I would buy it again, for. but I think I the think, uh, if you bought it on PS4, you're going to get um, an update to the game, but not for like another two years, because that means next year uh, Microsoft's releasing theirs. Um, they mean two
0: years. Or they have exclusive rights to the I think that so, version? I think, of it? I
1: think so. That's what I read. It was just coming out on Microsoft first, and then it's going to get ported as an update to the PS4. So, and if that's where I'm at. I'm just not going to buy How multiple systems. not even make because by that point, the PS5 will be up. Probably. And so maybe it'll be on the PS5 only. I don't know. Um, so. Or maybe they'll just keep releasing games that are on both systems and that'll make me happy so I don't have to buy another machine, right, Prunel?
0: <laughs> yeah, honestly, I don't know what my stance is gonna be because That's on going one hand happen. I shouldn't buy a new machine. On the other hand, I'm assuming that over time the game reviews are gonna be popping up on the newer mm-hmm. machines. And if I don't have a newer machine I can't do reviews, which means I gotta pick one or both mm-hmm. for that purpose. It's so. just
1: it's I think I think during the course of this show I finally caught up with the PS four. I've been playing on that and now during the course of the show, I'm just just—I'm probably going to fall out of video games because I'm going to refuse to buy a new system for a while.
0: <laughs> there's so many games on the older ones, though. I know. The only genuine reason to keep up with newer systems is mm-hmm. because you're chasing the tech, and you're chasing yeah. new releases, which, don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just... That's what they bank on to keep doing. Right, it. right. Whereas if you were able to say, "I'm putting
1: my foot down right now," I know, but I'm going so to many play the 200 games I've never started up yet. So many of the games that I love and that that appeal to me are like pixelated, like throwback style games, you know. And I don't, you don't need like the power of like the PS whatever to, to play that, um, that kind of stuff. But anyway, if you're listening to the show and you think I'm wrong and you want to tell me about it, please send us an email. I w- I would love to hear from you. <laughs> Rhythm and Pixels at Hotmail.com. Truly. Um, And if you'd like more information about our show and a full track listing from all of our episodes and access to all the other cool stuff that we're doing, go to the website. RhythmandPixels.com. Now I should say again, um, there's links to our Discord server on the website and there's a link to our merchandise. So if you click that, there's uh, links to all of the T-shirts and all the crazy wacky logos and stuff we've put together right there on the website. And if you'd like to uh, support the show, Just tell people about it. It's really good just to share it. Tell people online. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Like Everyone's got a lot of time right now, or everyone is just looking for a good distraction. Tell them about a podcast that they've never heard of, about music that they don't care about, and I think they'll enjoy it.
0: About people that they don't know.
1: They don't know. Hopefully,
0: they might come to care about over time.
1: I I care about you. Oh,
0: stop. He's like, I said, listen, I'm referring to the listeners. I
1: was referring to the listeners for now. Darn it! That was supposed to be a joke! I okay, really but. care about you. No, it's fine. Um, so yeah, so you can do that or you can go to Patreon, patreon.com slash rhythmandpixels and you can support us there. And by supporting us, you get access to prequel episodes every week. I know I missed a week. I'm sorry about that. But we'll do it more of those soon. Um, you get also access to a live stream once a month. Um, usually at the end of the month, they're usually on time but I have a lot of travel coming up so it's a little weird. But, I will kind
0: of find a humorous that we don't plan the prequel it's just dialogue that we had yeah and i just, yet somehow we always have dialogue just yeah, well, I,
1: general dialogue before every episode well especially now like we're not seeing we're not hanging out as much so it's like we it's like catching up a little bit so that, i really appreciate doing that um but also um on patreon if you uh, at certain donation levels you get uh you can get little shout outs At the end of every episode, you can get shout-outs on our radio stream, youtube.com slash Rhythm and Pixels. We have a 24-7 8-bit and 16-bit radio stream. Um, And at the $10 level, you get a little special message on there, on rotation on the radio stream. And at $20, you can record your own. I don't care what it is. I'll put it on the internet. No, he cares what it is. No, I do don't, care. Don't, I'll get, don't get vulgar. I'll I'll edit it. In fact, I edited the one that Daryl put up don't on there. Don't promote Ovaltine because he just. It, it just I just kind of cut down some some silence in between his words, but it was still really good. Um, so I appreciate that. So don't I, promote Ovaltine. You can promote Ovaltine. Don't you do it? Yeah. No. <laughs> you say whatever you want. You say whatever you want. Um, <laughs> <Ovaltine>. Anyway. <laughs> Where are you getting an Ovaltine from, man?
0: I don't know, but I don't want it promoted. It's got bad mojo. <laughs>
1: anyway, at the end of every episode, we thank our Patreon members. Uh, that Nick Walker, The Last Reacon, Mike Myers, Sonic Medley, Taco, Harold Howard, Dave Taylor, Reinhardt Selkova, Andreas Milberg, Dan Loughton, Phantom Jest, Steve Miller, The Autistic Gamer 89, Cameron Worma, Christopher Shenstrom, Bobby Arson from One Up Funk, Wicked Sufferoth, Carlos from the Heroes 3 podcast, Michael Bridgewater from the Forever Sound version uh, VGM podcast. And also, check him out on twitch.tv slash mebreec64. Um, he does a, a very popular show where he goes through C64 demos. Um, I, I tuned in on uh, while I was at work the other day, and there were a lot of people watching. <laughs> it was really cool. cool. And Brian Pitt, thank you all, all very, very, very much for supporting our show. And um, yeah, and if you'd like to get a shout out at the end of our show, feel free to to support us there. And if not, it's cool. Just enjoy the show. We're gonna keep we're gonna keep doing it, and I hope you keep liking it.
0: You're here to that. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, all right. So we'll see you next week. My name is Rob Nichols.
0: And I'm Pernellington Worthworth. <laughs> Take care. Bye bye. And remember, people in dialogue. Kinda go hand in hand, and when we have these dialogues, there tends to always be this sort of divide. I don't want to say good and evil, but (laughs) let's be honest. Depending on who you're talking to, it probably is some variant of good versus evil. Mm -hmm. I don't know how it happens; it just kind of does. Now, with that said, we all want to be our best selves, and we all want to be good people. I hope. Uh, But just because that is the case. Don't necessarily allow that to make you feel as though you have to conform to a general say, template to fulfill that that role, to fill that niche. Um, What you feel and what you believe should come from the heart, should come from within, and it should be able to stand up to scrutiny. The whole idea of growing and learning as a person is having your ideas and thoughts challenged. Sometimes what you can come to learn is that some of the challenge that you receive doesn't quite fit what you know would make sense for you but at the same time by not applying it to your logic, it makes you look like a bad person. And while this may come across this may sound weirder than I want it to, you want your feelings and your beliefs to be proven to you. you want to feel you want your beliefs to come from inside, from within. That usually comes from that scrutiny, from that challenge. If you don't feel something from yourself, for yourself, don't let yourself convert to something solely because of a sense of, like, guilting or challenging. And I use that when I refer to an earlier point I made about, like, empathy thoughts. Thoughts on empathy. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, it's one of those (laughs) where, like, if you ever feel like, hey, this is one of the first ones you ever said where I have no idea what you're talking about. And if you do wonder, hey, by all means, write in the show. I'll explain it further because it's a, it's a little bit of a complicated measure. But ultimately, the best way to phrase it as a simple statement is: be your true self at all times. That's all you should be, and that's all you can be. And that's it.